Sometimes, the best stories in golf aren't found on tour. You'll find them at the back of the range. And here's your host, Ben Adelberg. And once again, welcome to the back of the range. I am your host, Ben Adelberg. This is episode 217. Well, I just got back from Birmingham, Alabama. Shoal Creek is such a special place. Thank you to the entire staff there. Um, I was able to stay in the Green Suites, which is kind of like their own special version of Augusta National's Crow's Nest. So I stayed right above the clubhouse while I was there. Just a great experience. The SEC match play title came down to Arkansas against Vanderbilt. Arkansas picked up the win 3-2. Luke Long defeated Reed Davenport in the anchor match. Luke was the individual medalist last week at the Blessings Intercollegiate, which is Arkansas's home tournament, so he's on quite the roll. You know, the men's team won the team title there too, so that's two in a row for Arkansas. So I know what you're thinking. Naturally, this episode must be featuring a member of the men's team, right? Actually, no. My guest on this episode is one of the stars of the women's team at Arkansas, Brooke Matthews. She is another member of the victorious U.S. Curtis Cup team that I'm spotlighting here at the back of the range. We spoke about her experience in Wales. We also spoke a lot about Arkansas. She's a native of the state. She's plenty proud of her home state as well as Fayetteville. This episode was recorded before the Blessings Tournament, where she was looking to defend her individual title, which she ultimately did. We spoke about a lot of things in this episode, her approach to the game, as well as her record-breaking win at the Cougar Classic. As always, make sure you're following along on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I'm about to head out to the Isleworth Collegiate Tournament up in Orlando, but let's get this episode started. Brooke, you're at the back of the range. How are you? Thank you. I'm good. I'm excited to be on the pod. This is awesome. Hey, absolutely. Um, we're just kind of working our way through all of the uh, members of the Victorious Curtis Cup team. And, uh, you know, it's a pleasure just really going to talk about that. And, well, there's a lot to talk about. And, and you know, I'm, I'm sure that people listening to this podcast know typically how these things start. Um, we know that you're on because of the accomplishments you've made in the collegiate game, the amateur side. Um, and, and normally the, the questions start with, well, how did you get into the game of golf? And tell me about your start. We're going to get to that. But uh, we, we can't ig ignore, and we're just not, we're going to jump right into this. You just picked up your third win, uh, your third collegiate win recently at the Cougar Classic. And, you know, I get asked all the time, who's the best player in college golf? Who's the best? Um, I said, well, that's, that's tough to answer. I said, you know, I can look at the PGA Tour U standings and, you know, it's it's a very difficult question to, to to answer. You can look at the scoring averages and strength to get all that stuff, and that's just numbers, and that's just complicated. But for the last week or so, I've been throwing your name out there because um, you win the Cougar Classic by setting an NCAA record. Yeah, twenty five under par for three yeah. rounds. <laughs> um, you want to explain? Yeah. You want to explain that a little bit, and let, let me stop talking and let uh, me explain this. I can try. I mean, it's still kind of a blur. People are, keep asking me, like, how did you do it? I'm like, I literally have no idea. Like, that was obviously nothing close to what I've ever done before. Um, 
I just tell people, yeah, I, I literally played the best golf of my life today. Um, it was awesome, though. I love that golf course, Yemen's Hall. It was where I actually played my very first college tournament um, four years ago. Okay. And so it was a play. It was a track that I, I liked, and I had good memories. Um, you know, ever since then, for the last four years. And I mean, yeah, I just got out, had some good feelings in the practice round. Um, kind of started off strong, kind of had everything going. I mean, you kind of have to, to you know, kind of shoot what I what I did shoot, which is still crazy to me. Um, 63, 64, 64. Oh, you remember. You remember the, the score. Yeah, the, those are my those are my three best um, scores ever in a tournament. So to throw them all together um, in three consecutive rounds is pretty crazy. But yeah, just always it driving it well, wedging it well, and putting it well. Kind of a, a magic combination that, you know, might like to try to do that again someday, but I don't know. Yeah, I literally like still don't know how to explain it, but it was awesome, um, you know, and to get the team one, too, by one shot, that made it even better because it's fun to win as an individual, but when you get the team win, it's just, you know, there's nothing like it. It's my favorite part about college golf. 26 birdies, one eagle, which, I mean, of course, it's a hole out on a par four. I mean, it's not going to be something like, a, a you know, on a par <laughs> five. Of course, we since, we're, since everything is kind of absurd about this, let's just keep it going, right? I mean... So you're looking at, you know, 26 birdies, an eagle, uh, three, you know, three bogeys in the span of three days. Um, you win the individual title by 13 shots. Um, this is obviously like, like you know, you, you break all sorts of records. NCAA, you break Maria Fossey's school record. I mean, you, everything's just, it's it's gone. It's all, you, you have all the records now. Normally, you know, when you see a player on the PGA Tour, the LPGA Tour, you see someone come out and shoot a 63. And of course, the next day, it's, you know, for, for the most part, you don't see them back it up like that. It's a 71 or a 74, something like that. As quickly as they get into the zone, they leave it for for many reasons. Putter was hot the first day. Now it's not. I got some bad breaks. Um, yeah. Clearly, you're comfortable shooting a 60. You're not comfortable shooting a 63. You had to get back to your comfort zone of 64. But in, in all in all seriousness, um, what what were the? You just mentioned you don't know how you did it, but what were kind of the post round activities and pre round activities like with your coaches and your teammates? I mean, it's something that you can't be ignored. I mean, when you get done and you go to the putting green. And your teammates are like, "Hey, how'd it go?" And you're like, "Well, I shot 63." And and were they kind of talking about it, or were they kind of leaving you alone, like you were a a pitcher with a no hitter going or something? That particular tournament, it was a 36-18 consecutive play. Oh, so okay, I finished the 63, and I was like right on the next tee. She signed the scorecards, and like within five minutes, we were teeing off for the second round. And so it was a long day. We were on the golf course for over 10 hours, um, and it was also a pretty quick turnaround round, which probably helped me. You know, I didn't really have a lot of time to think about it or overthink it. Sure. Um, my teammates were just like, wow, okay, like <laughs> that was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, I don't really like know what happened out there, but it was cool. Um, and then, yeah, the next day we came out, it was like an 845 shotgun. So, like, you know, you go back to the, um, we were staying in a house that week. You get eight hours of sleep or try, and then I was right back out there. And and I, I made a couple of long, longer putts in the first few holes. So I was like, all right, let's just keep it rolling, I guess. Might as well. 
now for people that aren't familiar with your game are you uh i mean is do you consider one part of your game more of a strength i mean was it basically you do you live and die by your driving and then if your putting shows up this happens or do you just or do you rely heavily on your short game give me an idea and listeners an idea of you know when things are on like they were in this situation what what is the strength of your game yeah um my strength is definitely like off the tee um i'm considered to be a longer hitter out here um so when my driver's working it's 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 really i can get myself in some good positions i've been working really hard on my wedges to make that a strength and then yeah when i get the hot putting weeks um that, that's when things get really fun. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for anybody, though, it's all no one ever, um, you know, complains about making a lot of putts, no matter what they're for. And so I just kind of had the greens that week. I, you know, I saw everything going in, obviously. And, and when you have that confidence, like, it's going to kind of show up for you. Now, obviously, lots of, lots of uh, connections with Arkansas and, and with, with, teammates and friends and obviously playing collegiate golf another great thing I'm, I'm guessing that you know obviously playing collegiate golf you just have so many friends at all different programs um i'm sure you got a lot of text messages a lot of calls but do any of them stand out that you know not just congratulations but just like okay what happened what's what is going on here i mean there must have been some a lot of fun phone calls that you received yeah, I mean, it was crazy. Honestly, the the funnest ones were, like, from my swing coach. They were like, where was the, like, that come from? Like, I we knew you, like, you were good, but, like, that sure. was kind of outrageous. Um, yeah, I was just a little overwhelmed. You know, we went and jumped right on, a, like, a plane. And so, like, I didn't even use my phone for, like, three hours. And then we landed, and I was like, oh, my gosh, like, what is happening? Like, I was definitely overwhelmed. But, um, yeah, it's like hear from like Maria and like all my, um, you know, old teammates. Those, those are the really special ones for me. Just, just, uh, um, you know, it, it always feels good uh, when old friends and old teammates reach out to you. And so it, it was pretty cool. And it just like reconnected me with some people too, which was awesome. And, and, you know, people like Maria Fossey and professionals are probably thrilled that you're doing this stuff in college. I mean, maybe when you become a professional sometime down the line, that maybe that maybe just don't do that as much. That would probably work out better for them. (laughs) So let's talk a little bit about Rogers, Arkansas. You are a a native of Arkansas. You got into the game, I I guess a little bit late. I mean, did you just start playing at 12? Yes, I just started really playing at 12. I mean, besides, you know, maybe going to the range with my dad like a couple times. I was um I was a competitive gymnast like kind of my whole childhood until I was like 11 or 12 and then kind of got out of that. It was it was a lot, you know, on your body and it's just a lot. So I kind of decided I didn't want to do that anymore and then my dad just threw me in these um like local golf tournaments it was the pga tour junior like local series league like super small events and i remember my first one like i didn't really care i didn't practice i I think i'm not even kidding you i think i shot 130 i'm not even kidding you and (laughs) i I was competitive and so it really wasn't even about the golf at first for me i just wanted to win the little trophy for the pga tour junior league And then um, it just kind of progressed from there. I actually ended up liking the game. And a few years later, I figured that I figured out that maybe I, you know, kind of had a little bit of a talent for it. But, yeah, I didn't 
play my first AJGA, I don't think, until I was like 16, 15 or 16. And so I kind of got a little bit of a late start there. Um, definitely was playing catch-up in junior golf. Didn't have a lot of, you know, big successes or any national teams or anything. But it was okay. You know, I, I still I still really enjoyed it. And it was always my goal to play for Arkansas. And so when I finally got committed to Arkansas, I was like, wow, like, like it was in a way, like I knew I wanted to go further, but like that was like a big accomplishment for me, you know, in my junior golf career. And it ended up working out amazing. I and, love it here. And then I'm guessing once you commit and once you realize, okay, um, I'm going to be playing Division One college golf, I'm, I mean, am, am I right in assuming that at that point, once you committed, you're like, okay, I need to get better quickly. I said, oh, I, yeah. okay, so, so how did, I want to ask you about that, about, about the quick ascent. Cause I mean, basically like three, four years after picking up the game, you're competing and winning in Arkansas women's golf association events, winning match plays. And I mean, this is, this is a very quick rise. Um, Talk to me about the mechanics of how you think you made this quick jump so quickly. Um, I mean, you know, the cookie cutter answer is just a lot of hard work. Sure. Um, I'll have a, yeah, I have a lot of credit to give to my swing coach, Philip Walker. Um, he's actually local. He's from Bentonville, Arkansas, which is the town right next to Rogers. He played for the U of A, um, you know, back in his day. <laughs> oh, there but, you go. Yeah, he, yeah, throw, throw a little shade on your old coach. There you go. No, 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 no. But yeah, he he's he's been a huge part of me in developing my swing. But I mean, yeah, you look at all the victories and stuff, or or whatever, and the good play. But th there was a lot of low times in like my freshman year when I first got to Arkansas. Like I redshirted because I never qualified for a tournament. Okay. Um, our team at the time was number one in the country. We had um, Maria Fossey, uh, Alana Urel. Uh, who's on tour now, Dylan Kim, uh, Kaylee Ben, and then, you know, just completely loaded. And so it was kind of a shock to my system when I got here. I thought, thought I was doing good. I was working hard, you know, like I won an AJGA. It was awesome or whatever. And then I, I got to college golf and I was like, okay, this is, this is the big leagues now. Like right. this is a whole new world. And so, yeah, um, I just took that first year where I, where I ended up redshirting and, you know, I just, decided to take it as a year to learn and not to get down on myself, but to just practice and practice and learn from Sean and Mike. We have amazing coaches here at Arkansas that, you know, really care about the development of our players. And I was, I was lucky that this program ended up working really well for me. And I have so much credit to give to them too, for, you know, maybe like seeing through my struggles, my freshman year and, you know, keep kept pushing me and, to get better um, inside and outside of the golf course. Um, that's one thing that, that I love that Shauna does here. She really focuses about being more than a golfer and she wants you to succeed and be happy also outside of the golf course. And I think, you know, if you can do that, it can take some pressure off you on the golf course. And so I'm just really thankful for, for them, for, you know, instilling that in me. I think it's just an amazing life skill, but yeah, going back to it, that freshman year was one of the hardest probably ever because I, I really wanted to play and I really wanted to compete, but like, I was just, you know, anything I did workouts, practice, like qualifying, like I would just get like beat to the ground and everything I did. And I was like, 
you know, it's really easy to question like, man, did they make the right decision? Like, like <laughs> taking me in Arkansas, like maybe like someone else, like more deserving should be here. Like it's really easy to get those thoughts to creep into your mind, but, but just, you know, having the support here and um, just made me better. And then I came back the next year and I, I did a little better. And so I just got better every year, but yeah, crazy. You, it's easy to see the success, but man, a lot of went into it and a lot of tough times. Well, I'm really glad you you mentioned that because you're right. A lot of people will see, okay, this 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 girl rolls out and shoots 64 every day, and maybe she springs yeah. into 63. But um, <laughs> yeah, so uh, I guess the one thing I want to also ask you about that is, you mentioned this freshman year, and you have, you know, like you mentioned, you have you have Dylan Kim, you have Fossey, and you have at least great lo- this great loaded team, and they're focusing on wrapping up their collegiate careers, and they're focusing on. Uh, you know, their their professional aspirations or some are, some aren't, but they're they're focusing on what's next for them. How uh how helpful were they during that year? Um, I know it's a tough question to ask if you know one moment stands out or one person stands out. I'm sure that's impossible to answer. But yeah. you know, I'm guessing that they were incredibly helpful because they saw in you what they were probably going through when they came on board as as freshmen themselves. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, they were amazing. All of them, really, all the upperclassmen. Like, I, I couldn't have asked for better leaders on and off the course. Um, they led by example a lot, but they, they also led, um, you know, in team inclusion. Like, like it was always about the team. And it, it's easy to, you know, it would easy be easy for Maria or Dylan to, like, kind of be like, okay, like, I'm in it for me and, right. like, I'm going to go far or whatever. Like, but I'm focused on me. It was always about the team which is, I think, you know, obviously good golf helps, but that was one of the reasons why they did so well that year. And so just having that instilled in me, I feel like, I mean, hopefully my team would say that, but I feel like it made me also a leader or I got to see the values that that, that were important to them that ended up being really important to me. And, you know, just the culture, which is just so important in, in college golf. And I, I think a lot of times, you know, teams like kind of look over that and look just at the scoreboard. Right, right. You um, you mentioned being a gymnast, and it really kind of sticks out to me because I I don't think I can think of many other sports that a kid would play that yes, the the physical uh, skill is 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 very important, but mentally you have to be so tough to be a gymnast because there's such that fine line of, of error and also it's it's a very repetitive motion similar to golf where the only difference truthfully uh, a lot of times is just your mental uh, approach have you ever thought that your uh, experience as a gymnast has helped you mentally on the golf course um i mean now that you mention it it would make a lot of sense i feel like people don't typically jump from gymnastics to golf I think it's kind of a rare one but um yeah for sure gymnastics definitely instilled a lot of mental strength in me and physical strength um it it was tough you know being eight or nine years old you know going to school for seven hours and then going to gymnastics for another four was it was probably more than I honestly could handle at the time but yeah like it instilled in me the the toughness the work ethic and I think I have a lot a lot to thank gymnastics for, you know, for my, you know, current success. Yeah. You, um, obviously growing up in Arkansas, this was your dream school. I have never, I'm sorry to say I'm going to fix this, but I've never been to Fayetteville. I've never been to Arkansas. 
So what makes what makes the school and the town so special? I mean, sell sell me a little bit on uh, on Arkansas right now. Not that you have to, but but tell me. You know, I want to I, I want to check this place out. Talk to me about it. Yeah, I got you. Well, I'll start on the golf side first of all. Okay. Um, we play at a, we play at a course called Blessings Golf Club, and it, it is one of the best in the country. Um, Mr. Tyson owns it, and he has been amazing to the program and to you know, having that course for us is huge. It's a championship golf course. Um, I don't know if you know, but we have the Blessings, our home tournament next week, Blessings Collegiate Invitational. Yes. And I think it's going to be on Golf Channel, so should tune in. But, um, yeah, it's amazing. It's it's world-class facilities. Um, not a ton of members, so we get, we get to practice on the golf course a lot. We get, uh, um, he built us an indoor facility for when it gets, you know, cold outside. It gets a little cold in Arkansas, but we can putt and chip all indoors. Um, we have a sand putting lab, you know, trackmen, sitting out of the bays, like basically everything on the golf course that you could want, we have. Um, University-wise, Fayetteville is awesome because um, the University of Arkansas is huge for the state. We don't really have any professional teams. Sure. And so like, you know, the Razorbacks are it here. And so the whole culture, like, like Razorback football fans are probably some of the craziest you'll ever see. <laughs> and, you know, and I say that in an awesome way and it's been exciting this year too, but we don't have to talk about that. <laughs> the whole stage is, you know, bands around Arkansas and whatever the sport is, you'll have support. Um, so many good connections. Fayetteville in Northwest Arkansas as a whole kind of is, is definitely a hidden gem. You know, we have the, you know, Walmart corporate corporate offices in Benville, J.B. Hunt, Tyson Foods. I'm sure I'm forgetting some, but I feel like sometimes people think of Arkansas and they're like, maybe don't have the best impression, but it's awesome and it's growing and I love it here. And, you know, born and raised might be a little biased, but yeah, I'll, I'll always I'll always support and back my state. It's awesome. The very first location of of a Walmart store in the '60s was in Rogers, Arkansas. Yes, yes. five and dime. There you go. <laughs> Um, well, go. well, let's, let's talk a little bit, but you did, you did great. I will be getting down to Fayetteville. Um, I, I'll be getting down to Fayetteville at some point and, um, but let's, but I will be there. So let's, let's talk a little bit about, you know, the first half of 2021, uh, for you before we start talking about what lies ahead in your senior season, all you did this year so far is, uh, uh playing the Augusta national women's amateur, and uh, make the cut and and get to play Augusta National on the final day. And then you got to play the Palmer Cup, of course. And then nice little run at the U.S. Women's Amps, uh, make it to the Sweet 16. And then, oh, yeah, we're going to maybe go across the pond and play a little bit more golf. When you think about what this year has been and and where you've come from, does it even seem real? I mean, it, it, I'm looking at everything you've accomplished this year. You know, first team All-American, obviously, all these things. You know, we talked about your start, how it was kind of a slow rise, but this is really, you know, a meteoric jump into these incredible events. Did anything starting this year? I mean, obviously we're in a pandemic. There's all these other factors. Do you see any of this coming? Um, I guess the short answer is no. <laughs> it was obviously a, a big, you know, dream of mine over the last couple of years to get to play in the Augusta tournament especially after seeing what Maria was able to do. Sure. And, you know, they started the 
you know, the inaugural one kind of in probably the best way that they could have. Oh yeah. So whenever I got the uh, the invitation to Augusta, it was, that was like a dream come true. And that probably could have made my whole 2021. Sure. Like if I would have done nothing else, like that was it. Uh, I got to have my coach there with me who had never been to Augusta before. And he caddied for me. And we played the first two rounds at Ch- Champions Retreat, which very, very tough golf course. Yeah. I don't know. It's very tough. And it was windy. It was playing super fast and firm. Um, we slid in the cut by a, a couple shots. Um, definitely a little nerve-wracking down the stretch. Uh, you know, a little bit on the line for the next day. But, yeah, we made the cut at Augusta. Um, it was a dream come true. It was like after we made the cut and we were playing it, it didn't even feel like a golf tournament anymore. It was just, like, so cool. So cool to walk those fairways and, you know, put the greens, which which are kind of, you know, I don't know if you know, they're a little tough they're, here and there. A little, bit, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean. a, little, a little bit, a little challenging golf course. But that was definitely one of the highlights of 2021. Yeah. Um, played a little so-so so I didn't know if I was going to get selected for the Curtis Cup I was you know I was kind of on the bubble the whole summer and I played well at the the U.S. Women's Am uh, played good in stroke play got third in stroke play and then played good in my first two matches played great in my third match too I just you know got a tough draw with Rachel Hesch she's pretty good and beat me in the 19th hole which is you know it's, it's all good I love Rachel Hesch so it was good to go down to a, a player like that. And then I got the phone call. I think it was the last day of the AM. I was actually watching Jensen's match on TV when I got the call, and I was just ecstatic. Like, that was one of my biggest goals after playing the practice session in January. And so to finally get that call, I was like, I was excited. I was nervous. I was basically every emotion you could have. You've had some pretty interesting first tee shots this year. First tee shot at Augusta National. You got a tee shot at Palmer Cup. You got a tee shot at Curtis Cup. You've played in a LPGA Tour event in your hometown. We're going to talk about that a little bit later. Um, what What's maybe been most the most nerve-wracking first tee shot? Or maybe, I'm sorry, let me rephrase. Where was your best first tee shot of all those that I just mentioned? Which was the best one? Oh my gosh, best one! Because you're nervous on all of them, so that's we'll, we'll skip that part. Oh of it. yeah, definitely yeah, you're nervous, nervous on all. Of, well, I could easily answer the the nerve wracking one was at Augusta. Okay, that is one of the tightest tee shots. I don't know if TV does it justice, but I just got up there and I swung as hard as I can, and <laughs> and I ended, it ended up okay. It ended up okay. So <laughs> I don't know if it was the best one, all right, but all right, so the what, best one. Yeah. I mean, anytime I hit the fairway on the first tee, I'm, I'll probably call that a win. Okay. You know. All right. What 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 was the what was the sketchiest one? What was the one that was like, all right, how'd she get into this thing? <laughs> Definitely have my fair share of those two. Uh-huh. Probably at I don't gosh, I don't know. I do have a fun one though. Um, sure. hey, we, 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 we tell stories here, so go right ahead. Okay. Uh, the first hole at champions retreat i don't even know if i should say this because it sounds a little irresponsible but me and my caddy we're we're kind of amped we didn't even know we couldn't use range finders until we got to the first tee of the first day when they said and we were like oh okay good thing you have the yardage book 
And then I hit it in the fairway, and then I ended up holding out for eagle on the very my second shot in the tournament, which was like crazy. And like we know we we got crystal and everything, and so that was cool. And we were like, wow, that that was a pretty special moment. And then I had you know the whole rest of the tournament to play, and I was like, well, I might have just peaked on the very first hole, but that's okay. I mean, you got your souvenir shopping done. You got a crystal. You're like, well, exactly. I mean, I'm I done. Like, we don't have to pick. Yeah, we don't have to think about that the rest of the week. That's checked off the list, but that that was probably the most memorable first hole I had the whole year. I've heard that, I can't remember where I heard this, but I think that you ladies were taken care of pretty darn well with some sort of a shopping spree with a few things in the pro shop. Is that correct? Is that right or am I wrong? Am I thinking about something else? At Augusta? Yeah. Didn't you guys get something, uh, shirts or, or pullovers or sweaters or something? Is Am I maybe thinking back a previous year? I think I'm thinking back with, with Haley Moore, but uh, I'm sure. Yeah, we, 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 got, we got our fair share of, you know, the swag bags. Nice. It, it's awesome. It's, you know, the, I wear it like every week. We got a bunch of shirts. We got, you know, pullover, uh, cups, ball marks, basically everything. And, of course, I think everyone went and kind of cleaned out the, <laughs> the pro shop anyway. There, there you go. There you go. <laughs> How can you not? I, you hey, I, I noticed I never got a call to ask what I wanted, but that's okay. You didn't, that's, that's no <laughs> problem. We'll let that slide. Um, well, I mean, we're talking about Curtis cup, you know, we, we also were, were talking just a few days after the U S team uh, won the Ryder cup at, at whistling Straits, And, and, you know, obviously they, they, played incredible golf but a lot of the talk was about how the players came together and team first you know let's let's not deal with the brooks and bryson stuff let's just just you know put away all the personal differences let's focus on you know victory for the united states and you know you you're coming home here from wales as a member of the victorious u.s curtis cup team and from what i know from speaking with uh, Miss Keen and, and Miss uh, Miliacho, it sounded like team bonding and camaraderie came pretty easily. Uh, I, I would say that's a true statement. Or can you back me up on that? Definitely. I'll back you up on that 100%. <laughs> Um, a, a lot of laughing, a lot of smiling. Uh, it looks like every photo from the golf course was just, for the most part, all smiles. Uh, I'm guessing off the golf course in the team room, it was uh, 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 quite a quite an incredible experience. Those girls, it, it was a really special group of girls. I think our, our coaches might have been a little worried about it, not necessarily the team chemistry, but just because <laughs> uh, me, Allison, Gina, and Jensen – um, we came over like two days before the tournament started because we had Q school and, and Jensen had something going on. And so we showed up jet lagged and like tired, but like ready to go, like pushing through, putting on our, our happiest faces because we were really happy to be there. But when we saw the other girls, like they had made us signs in the, in the team room and like they were so excited and like they just immediately brought our spirits up. And yeah, they're they're amazing girls. There's not a single one on the team that I, I couldn't see myself being really, really close friends with, you know, if I if I lived by them or were teammates with them. It, it was it was a special week. And especially after being down so much after the first day, I think it, it really showed how much we trusted each other and how much we, you know, believed in each other that, that we were able to get it done. And it was just, a, it was an amazing week on and off the course. Was, I can't say enough good things about all those girls. 
So let me ask you a little bit about leadership, you know, kind of getting back to the Ryder Cup, you know, Steve Stricker from from everything that I read and, and watched and heard during interviews, he didn't really get into the, doing all the big, you know, rah-rah speeches. And I guess, you know, when you win three sessions in a row and you have a six-point lead heading into singles, then you really don't need to. <laughs> but but like you said, you guys were down. You were down after the first day, four and a half to one and a half. A lot of what I've heard was like, hey, we're, we're all okay. You know, it's it's fine. But, you know, you have Captain Ingram. Um, you know, she's she's been a part of some losing sides in the Curtis Cup. Obviously, she's wanting wanting to get a win for, for the country and for you and for just, you know, she, she wants to be victorious. You know what was the message after that first day when you're you're down three points? Right. I think the way that we looked at it was the Great Britain and Ireland girls. They played amazing that day. Like we didn't do anything wrong. Right. We just got straight beat. up got outplayed that day. And like you know, respect to good golf. But we just stayed positive. We knew that uh, we had an amazing, amazing team, a deep team, a bunch of great players, and. We just believe that we went out there with the mindset that we were going to sweep the second day. And we fell a little bit short of that, but but we put ourselves right back in it. And we ended up having a tie going in the last day. And then I think we were all feeling pretty good going into singles. We all we all are really comfortable in the singles format, you know, with Jensen winning the USAM. Obviously, she was. And we all had a lot more experience. Um, that's one thing that I think that the U.S. doesn't do as much as maybe they do in Great Britain and Ireland, especially the the alternate shot, the foursomes. It were we were, I could tell, a little bit uncomfortable at first, just sheer lack of experience, I think, in it. Okay, yeah. But by the time we got a little more, uh, me and Gina were partners the first day, and we had only had one practice round on that course, and I think that might have hurt us a little bit, just because it's a really tricky golf course with the lines off the tee and stuff, and so. Once we got more comfortable, we we were good to go, and we were, you know, we weren't down at all after we were after we were down, and and yeah, we were able to get it done, so it was awesome. Yeah, and, and I noticed you mentioned foursomes. You know, you you played, you didn't play four ball. You played alternate shot. You played foursomes, and obviously your singles match. Um, right. Have, have, I mean, I know you've won a match play, uh, you've won obviously, you know, matches in college and match match play at Arkan in the Arkansas women's golf association. But did you really have a whole lot of experience playing foursomes other, other, I mean, have you played foursomes before and, and why, you know, was it a good fit for you? I know there's all the different strategies of, you know, like Bryson didn't play, uh, you know, didn't play foursomes. He played four ball. Um, was there a reason maybe that uh, that Captain Ingram communicated to you that why she wanted you in foursomes? Um, I have not played a lot of foursomes. Um, one, maybe two events in junior golf. I played Palmer Cup, and it, it honestly is it's not my favorite format. But uh, Coach Ingram, she communicated to me that I I came in hitting the ball really well. I had played well in Q school, right. and she she told me like, hey, like you're hitting the ball well, like, I think you can really do well in alternate shot. And I trusted her, and and obviously her plan worked, and I have nothing to say, you know, bad about it. I, I love four ball, and I was a little bummed I didn't get to play, but, hey, whatever formula she put together, it was the winning one, and, you know, that's all we can say about it. There you go. There you go. 
Uh, before we talk a little bit about, you're mentioning Q School. Boy, it's like you're just reading my notes. This is incredible. I don't even, I mean, this is perfect. <laughs> um, I, I want to ask you a little bit, you know, I, I've asked this question to uh, to a couple of the, the other Curtis Cup uh, team members that have been on the podcast. And, um, you know, naturally getting a lot, lot of, uh, you know, personalities in the same room and a lot of different uh, senses of humor and uh, inside jokes and um, you know, stories that'll, that'll live with, with you ladies for the rest of your lives. That'll just kind of stay within the room. But I'm sure that you can tell me who you thought was the funniest member of the team. I've asked this question. I'm going to continue to ask this question of every single member. Um, who is the most entertaining person on the 2021 U S Curtis cup team? It was a hundred percent Megagane. <laughs> and if anyone else gives you a different answer, like please let me know. Oh There's, everyone will say Mega, I promise. Okay. Well I I I think I um I think there is a different answer out there somewhere in one of the previous episodes. But but I I'm, interesting. Um so all right, so give me a good Megagane story. Oh my gosh, he's hilarious. Um there was this stuffed animal of a dragon, which is the, um, on the flag of Wales. Sure. There was a stuffed animal called Doug, and she was carrying it around the whole week, you know, on the golf course, you know, to and from the hotel, and it was just cracking us up. That, and she was filming a bunch of TikToks, which I don't know if you've seen them, but they ended up pretty good. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, that, go when I think of Mega, I was thinking about Doug and about the TikToks, and <laughs> she was, she's just hilarious. Well, I, uh, I I will have to uh, go and check that out and uh, and make sure that I mention that to to her when she uh, has her episode here at the back of the range. Yes, um, yes. That's gonna be uh, yeah. That's gonna be a, a that episode is gonna go all sorts of different directions. So very much looking forward to that one. Um, you uh, you're obviously you mentioned you know Q School and LPGA has a has a different kind of a setup. There's you know, obviously stage one, stage two. And then um, everyone that advances to that is going to go to this marathon, uh, 144 hole, uh, just this marathon, this two week um, uh, tournament, basically to see who the top 45 and ties are to get their LPGA tour card. And obviously, there's the different tiers that go down with Symmetra tour status. So there's a whole lot there with uh, with qualifying, getting onto the LPGA tour. Um, but you know, you mentioned your team, and you mentioned uh, the ability that uh, of all the great support you get at Arkansas. Um, you know, LPGA Q Series has a unique thing where collegiate players can actually defer their status. So, um, you know, what it takes a whole village of people to support you through this process. How has Arkansas and Coach Taylor supported you while a you're trying to you know wrap up your collegiate career? I'm sure there are things you want to accomplish in your last year. Uh, for for the Razorbacks, but also you're kind of getting ready to to you know start your pro career. How supportive has Arkansas been in this process? So supportive. Um, Sean is the best. She she's been through it a bunch of times. You know, most recently with Maria, but she's also like seen Stacy do it and and so a number of others. So she gets it. She's done it herself. Um, she knows the the end goal. She knows that uh, I want to go pro and, and that I came to Arkansas because I want to go pro. And so, yeah, she's, I consider her to be one of my, my biggest supporters in all the ways. And, and she, I know that whatever, you know, decision I make, she, she's going to be a hundred percent, you know, she's going to back me and, and she'll always be a, a super important person in my life. And, 
someone that I'll, I'll always go to with golf. Talk to me about the Walmart, uh, you know, Northwest Arkansas, the, the the LPGA tournament. I mean, this is in your hometown. Now, I, you know, I live in South Florida. I'm about 20, 30 minutes away from PGA National where they have the, the Honda Classic. You know, it's not really a hometown vibe around there. It's a very kind of a touristy place to be seen. You know, go sit in the luxury tent and have a cocktail. It's not, it, it, I don't, at least for me, I don't get the vibe that it's really a hometown tournament. But your tournament, from what I understand, really does have that feel. What was your first, I mean, you've obviously played in it, but what was your first memory of that tournament? When did you go to it for the first time? The first time I went to it, I, it was the first year. I, 15 years ago, I think I was eight years old. We were actually hosting golfers. We were hosting Wendy Ward and Vicki Getz-Ackerman, who, who I still keep in contact with today. Oh, wow. They've been really awesome to me. Yeah. Go look so, at her junior golf record. She's a legend. Unbelievable. <laughs> legend. Unbelievable. Yeah, both of them are complete legends. And they've been awesome to me you know, all this time. But, yeah, watching it the first year, all the years, I've, I've been a spectator every year since it's been here. So, to finally, I got to compete last year, but there were no fans. And so, I didn't quite get the full experience. Yeah, yeah, that's a bummer. That's a bummer. Yeah, so I finally got that this year, and, and it was unbelievable. A little stressful, only because the sense that I'm, I usually don't have a bunch of people watching me play. Right. And especially not people that I know and, and, you know, screaming and yelling my name. And so maybe a little bit overwhelming here and there, but the support was amazing. And I'm just so grateful to live in a city like this where everyone has your back and, and roots for you and just wants the best for you. So that was awesome to finally be on the on the playing side of, the event when I had been, you know, the little girl on the sidelines asking for autographs for so many years. It was it was a kind of a cool little full circle moment for me. How many autographs did you give that time? You or that this year? You must have been just just offering autographs at that point. I'm guessing. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I guess so. I, I don't know. <laughs> a lot of kids out there, so it was. It's always cool to see the little girls out there looking up to the golfers. Those are the ones that kind of hit home for me because I was, I was them at one time. Yeah. Now you just got done with playing on a Curtis cup team. I'm guessing down the road, a U.S. Solheim cup team would be a, a dream come true. Um, talk to me a little bit about maybe the state of the women's game, where you think things are. Obviously it's a hot topic. There's always these, uh, ideas bounced around about changing formats or or having a women's event coincide with a men's event. Uh, do you have any thoughts on, I don't know, maybe things you'd like to see or or your just your general thoughts? Um, I'm a huge huge supporter of women's sports and women's golf. Obviously, I, I I want the best for it. I think watching the Solheim Cup this year just on TV, I I think it, it looks like it's going in a great direction. The energy out there looked unbelievable so that was really cool to see i think just the more exposure women's golf can get the better um i don't know if combining the Ryder cup and the solheim cup in my opinion would be like the greatest idea just because of the history but i think it would be awesome to have an event like that with the men's and women's you know maybe even kind of something like a palmer cup where they play together i think that would be i would be in you know full support of that that's so cool and it's a different format it'd be amazing to watch on tv 
But yeah, I'm I'm all for growing the game, you know, in any way. I don't think there needs to be like necessarily a stroke play event every week. I think match play is fun too, and and it's you know what decides the U.S. amateur event. So I, yeah. I don't see why there shouldn't be a little more of it in professional golf. More match play brings out more personalities. That yes, yes. And, it, and it's fun, and especially when you're on a team, like there's there's nothing like it. And, and I think that every opportunity that there could be to experience something like that, I'm, I'm all for it, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. Well, I'm going to get you out of here. You just brought up an interesting uh, comment there about playing on a team and partnering up with uh, maybe you know a, a men's and women's uh, team event. You are, um, as you probably know, you are not the first golfer from the University of Arkansas to be a guest here at the back of the range. You are following in the footsteps of uh, two uh, two excellent student athletes, uh, Mr. Julian Perico and Segundo Oliva Pinto. Now, you know, last year uh, you and 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 Julian won the kind of the best ball competition at the Blessings. And, uh, you know, it was, it was kind of a, a unique little wrinkle to this. You know, obviously, there was men's teams, there was women's teams, and they did the kind of the, um, you know, the, the best ball. And, um, you know, you both finished, uh, you, you know, you guys won that with a score of 22 under. And I had to just, you know, not to embarrass Julian, but just to do my full research with every episode, I just happened to notice that, you know, you finished at, you know, minus 10 and were the medalist on the women's side. And Julian was four over par and tied for 20th or something like that. So, you know, my question is, you know, after carrying Julian for three days, how much time did you spend in the physio room getting the pain and stress of your back uh, fixed? I mean, just carrying him. I mean, how, how painful was that? Oh man, it was super painful. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Julian makes a lot of birdies, so he he definitely helped me out a lot that that week. And I really can't say anything because he might have my back next week. That's, so I don't want to see the boy you are. You you you. Man, I I just I I kind of guided you toward that area to throw him under the bus, but you're just a consummate professional. You already know what to do. Um, how how much fun is it to be hitting balls at the end of the day? Uh, next to Julian, I mean, can you get work done, or is it just a constant barrage of jokes and 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 talking? I mean, what what is what's the camaraderie between the women's team and the men's team? It's really good. Um, and speaking about Julian, he he's been an amazing friend to me. He's an amazing friend to all the all the women's and men's team. He just he just really is a light, and that's why you know I'm not going to throw him under the bus. No, I know. <laughs> I'm just not, I, at least not this time. There we go. <laughs> but. No, he, he's just a great friend. He's been an amazing addition to Arkansas um, on and off the course. So. He, he's the mayor. I mean, he knows everyone. I, I've seen him. At, yes, I've yes. seen him at amateur tournaments all over the country. And uh, I mean, he's yeah, he knows everyone. He It's incredible. Definitely. I, I always tell people I've, I've lived in Northwest Arkansas my whole life. And Julian's been here for three years and he knows way more people <laughs> than I do. <laughs> the that, truth. That, that's incredible. You definitely navigated that part of the episode where I tried to get you to, to kind of roll over on, on Julian. So I, I think you did great there. So you passed that test. And I know you have another big test coming up a, a little bit. You're going to try and defend your title at the Blessings. 
I greatly appreciate the time. Good catching up. And I'll get down to Fayetteville uh, sooner rather than later. But for now, I appreciate you stopping by the back of the range and uh, and all the best uh, in the future. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. This has been a lot of fun. And there you have it. Special thanks to Brooke Matthews for joining me on this episode here at the Back of the Range Golf Podcast. Again, make sure you're following along on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. All links to every previous episode is available on the website, thebackoftherange.com. We'll see you again next time here at the Back of the Range.